Will gets the puck for Carrier. He gets stripped, taps the loose puck for Kessel. He scores! Kessel from below the goal line! Because one hour isn't enough. We welcome you back for hour number two of the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Knights grab it on the right wing side. Smith to the point. Petrangelo scores! Set up by Riley Smith. Chevrolet, Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios, and live at lbsportsnetwork.com with your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Six down. Let's go. Time to get into it. Hour number two. We've got our game ratings coming up on yesterday's contest against the Columbus Blue Jackets. You know, Columbus is so bad. I'm not sure you can take much out of that game. Mm -hmm. And they're doing what they need to do. If I was in that position running that team, I would do the exact same thing. I would do everything I could to make sure I get those 25 points to give me the advantage on Connor Bedard. Yeah. So it's not it's not anything malicious. I'm, I'm, they're just they're they're so bad that uh, they you can't take any the power play scores two goals. It's great. Mm -hmm. I think it gives you confidence. But I'm not sure that you could take any strategy from that. Like, okay, that worked. It's gonna it's gonna carry over to Edmonton, uh, beat Dallas, all that kind of stuff. That that's what I'm saying. But but between the years, I think you feel really good about yourself. And in hockey, it makes a big difference mm -hmm. if you're feeling good about yourself. Yeah, I agree. I, I think you, your assessment of the Columbus Blue Jackets is right on the money. Um, it was almost a perfect game for them, right? They were in it until they weren't, and then they really, really weren't. So um, good on Columbus for understanding the assignment and good on Vegas for putting them away. That was a tie game halfway through the game. Yeah, I know. I said they were in it until they weren't. Tie and game they halfway weren't. through. Yeah. It was tied for the first 10 minutes, basically, of the, the second period. Mm -hmm. Right there, Europe Patera uh, was awesome. Uh, let's get to our game ratings. Welcome to my latest experiment. This is a big one, the one I've been waiting for all my life. Ah, uh, well, it's a DeLorean, right? Bear with what me, Marty. All your questions will be answered. Roll yeah. tape. Chapman, can you do this, or are you rattled and you want Ryan to go first? <laughs> no, I'm a little, I'm a little rattled. Yeah, Mexico with the three-one home run, they take the lead over Japan. <laughs> So would you like to delay and let Ryan go first so you can collect your thoughts? No, my my, my thoughts are there. I, I'm I'm ready. I've been thinking. I've been ready to go all day, so I'm I'm ready for this. It's a five. <laughs> it's a five. It's 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 a DeLorean. Um, I thought Europe Patera played a great game. Um, I know we're going to talk about him a little bit. I know Bruce talked about him. I thought I like what Pavel Dorfeev has brought to the team. I thought the patience that he showed on that first power play goal. It was. It was. It, it looked like he was. He had been playing like a. It was a veteran move, right? The patience he showed to find Phil and ice and, water in his veins. And 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 then he blocks a shot later in the game, and like, like he's not afraid to get in front of the puck. Like I like that. Obviously, Jack Eichel's hat trick, but I'm gonna I'm gonna put a little cherry on top of this. I think and and he was certainly um, recognized, but the week Alex Petrangelo has had was really, really phenomenal. Like, he, he he was really good the entire week. I mean, he was good on the road trip, and he, and he topped it up off with a, a, a pretty good performance yesterday. So, um, you know, I, I it's a five. I mean, I don't I don't care who they beat, right? You can only beat who's on your schedule, and they played really well. Yuri Patera was, was, I thought, a big star in the first half of the game, and then Jack Eichel took over, and it was, it was kind of cool to see. Like, this kid played really, really well, 
maybe maybe won the game for him in the first half of the game, and then all of a sudden the floodgates open up, and the Golden Knights did what what you kind of expected that they were going to do against this team. So it's it's a good performance. It's a five. We should have a fine system in there. When you say something like they can only beat whoever's on their schedule for for cliches, cliches. Yeah. yeah, I hate cliches. So but, do I? But, but it's I, the truth. I use them. I use them sometimes it's the, too. It's the truth. I mean, yeah. look, it's it's but not their fault. That, let's that, put a fine system in place. Okay. Little, all right, little kangaroo okay. court. Perfect. Um, Petrangelo forces mm-hmm. his fifth three-point game of the year. Mm-hmm. Did not have one with Vegas before this year. Mm. Fifth three-point game this year, plus four. Pretty good. Wallace? Yeah. Oh, five out of five. All Re- right. Rita called a hat trick for Jack Eichel prior to the game. It happened. So it's five out of five. Hmm. And you got a hat. Yeah. You're going four. Jonathan Marshall crossing with a flash screen on Tarasov on the first Jack Eichel goal didn't get enough attention in the hockey sphere mm-hmm. because that puck shouldn't beat a goaltender from the sideboards. Mm-hmm. As even as good as Jack shoots, there was very little room there, and the flash screen threw him off. Going to the net, being involved, I thought was a great. Uh, add-on to Jack Eichel scoring the hat-trick goal mm-hmm. was 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 awesome. Uh, just wanted to give a, a stick tap uh, to that side of it. And then Yuri Patera adding to the goaltending lore of, of this team. You got five goaltenders, all with wins, and Yuri Patera has the fourth most wins because LB, Laurent Brassois, was great at points in all three of his games, mm-hmm. but he only won one of them. Yeah. Because of uh, the uh, the struggles at that point to to close out games, so Patera has more wins than LB. Sure, like uh, what a what a week! It's yeah. kind of cool. Now it, it's, it's going to change. Hopefully, mm-hmm. it changes because Lauren Brassois is going to come in. So there's uh, there's three fives. Uh, that was the easiest game rating that we've had all year. Uh, we have uh, an interview with Bruce Cassidy coming up. I'm going to save that for one time or second. Okay. Okay, if that if that's all right, uh, just to get into this idea of what's going to happen on the road now. Dorfiev is, is playing great. Keaton Kolasar and Nick Waugh are both going on the trip. Mm-hmm. So you get some some bodies with you. Hopefully that now I haven't seen any of them skating, mm-hmm. so I don't know how far out they are. But uh, by being on the trip, that obviously gives you a lot of optimism. Mm-hmm. But you are taking three goaltenders. Yes. With Patera reassigned today, with twelve games left, what? And I, I don't know. I don't want to know what you would like to see. Mm-hmm. I want to know what you think will happen. Okay. I think Logan Thompson is going to get a heavy amount of games down the stretch. He's an all-star. He was the guy in the first half of the season certainly until he got injured. And I think the ideology is we will see where Logan is at and we will give him every opportunity down the stretch to earn that number one netminder status going into the playoffs. So I think what will happen is Logan Thompson's going to get five or six of the next 12 games. Okay. And then how do you divide up? You've got 12 games. Yeah. I, I think you're either going to do an even split. Like if Thompson plays six, you're going to go even split with Quick and Brossois, each getting three. Um, or you can maybe, if, if you like the way that Laurent Brossois played, and I don't know who wouldn't after those three games, he was spectacular. 
Maybe you go five for Thompson, four for Grossois, three for quick, three three for quick. Okay, if you were running it, mm-hmm. what would you do? I'd do five, four, three. I do five, four, Logan Thompson, and then I would determine so which. Did you just put yourself on the same level of Bruce Cassidy? You asked what me you think is going to happen yeah. and what you want to happen, and they're exactly the same. Yeah. So you just equated yourself yeah, to exactly. the head coach yep. of the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, he's traveling. He's probably not listening. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's running on the live stream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And and to be honest, like like I I had it broken down five for Thompson, four for Quick, three for Brossois, and that is just kind of an ideology of who do I expect to be the two guys going into the playoffs. As much as I loved the three games from Loren Brossois, I think when you've got Jonathan Quick, he's he's going to be that next guy if Logan Thompson's your starter. So I go five for Thompson, four uh, four for Quick, and three for Brossois, but I wouldn't be right. upset or mad at the idea of swapping Brossois and Quick. It's three starts for Quick, four for Brossois, whatever it is, but I think Logan Thompson's going to get more I don't think there's a wrong else. answer here yeah. at all. Yeah, that's, that's there, my there thought not. process on it, yeah. Because if whoever's playing was probably going to be playing good mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. on top of the game, it, there's no thing, reason to think that they won't be because they've been great since uh, the the All Star break. Chapman, what do you think will happen? Well, I listened to some of what Bruce Cassidy actually. Well, I was in the presser, so I heard what he said yesterday, and and I feel like he alluded to the fact that Logan Thompson is going to have the opportunity to keep his number one goalie status. So I think he's going to get a pretty heavy workload down the stretch. I mean, these are really important games, and I feel like he he's he's going to be the guy. I think I'm, I'm I'm kind of in line with Ryan where he's going to get five or six starts. I think I'm leaning more towards six than five. And then I so think this is what you think is going to happen, right? And then yes, I'll, I'll yeah. get to you what you want to happen. Yeah, I well, what I think and what I want are probably pretty similar. But I like, think you just did the same thing as Wallace. Well, you guys. I, I, I don't think, think I don't think this the is same level. because I don't think this is a this is a, a, a an exercise where we need to bend ourselves into pretzels over like Logan I, Thompson. I think you're going to give Logan Thompson every opportunity to, to be to, right. Yeah, I mean yeah. this it, it was his give job. Me think and then give me give me want and then okay. I I, I think it's going to be six four two. I think we'll see we'll see Logan get six. I think you want quick playing well going into the postseason because I believe he's going to be your number two. Heading into the postseason, and I think Brossois is as good as he played. I feel like, unfortunately for him, he's kind of the odd man out. But okay, what do you want to happen? I want I want Logan Thompson to be the guy. All right, give me a breakdown. Ah, uh, I think is I, it exactly the same. No, if, if it's me, and it's what I what I want, I want him playing seven. Okay, because these are hugely important games, as you mentioned earlier. You think they're going to need to win 10 out of 12. Mm-hmm. Well, if he's the guy, I want him to be getting the lion's share of these 12 games. Give me give me seven, maybe eight. I want him to be the guy down the stretch. It's his team. It's his job. It's his net. How do you divide up the other two? You have five games left. Seven. I, three, I, would, I, would, I would give quick probably three and, okay. then, and then LB two. Again, this is just purely opinion-based. There's no wrong answer because all three guys have been really, really good. Logan's coming off uh, the injury that's kept him out the longest. Jonathan Quick is the newest. And Laurent Bressois was spectacular in his three games. Mm-hmm. Smallest 
body of work there. Sure. Yeah. So it's more difficult. I was, I was leaning more towards thinking that we would see a four four four. Yeah. It may not go in that order. Like I, I don't know whether all three guys will play in this trip. But I think when it when the dust settles, I think you'll see a four four four. If it was me, I would go with really struggling with this one because I love I love all three guys. Mm-hmm. I would go with quick with five and the other two basically splitting uh, the rest. I would go four for LT and three. Why five for quick? Just because he's he's the healthiest. Mm-hmm. He's got the big game experience. You got to win some games. He's easier to ride. The other guys are coming off injury. He's easier yeah. to ride. Fair and, and play more games. Um, it's, it's also going to depend too. The, the last couple of games, uh, the the work in goal has been a little less. Like the, they only had nineteen shots on goal, but mm-hmm. uh, but they weren't overwhelmed defensively. Sure. But you get into games where you're allowing forty or forty-five shots. Uh, I'm, I'm that that worries me a little bit about guys coming back from injury. Uh, on on that regard, yeah, I, I I don't know that I believe the the idea is an even split for the three guys. I, I think the general idea is. I don't you, know whether they go into it like that. Yeah, that's I fair. Just mean and that's, it, it ends up that way. I don't know that it's going to end up that way. I I just don't. I. I feel like you're going to give a ton of runway to Logan Thompson. I think that's the ideology going into it is, is you've got to give Logan an opportunity to win the job back. And I I think that's how you're approaching it. Now, whether or not that happens, how it kind of shakes out, that's, that remains to be seen. But I think that that's going, that's maybe the only idea going into it is you give Logan Thompson a, a fair shake at the end of 12 games to be the guy. And I don't think that happens. I think everybody gets their chance, yeah. but nobody gets an extra one because they have stuff built up. When do you have to know who your guy is? Game seven in the fourth round. Okay. It's fair. I've watched teams ham and egg it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's very unusual, but this is extremely unique. I've watched teams go into the playoffs mm-hmm. with... Balls up in the air as far as who their guy is and get to the Stanley Cup final. Carolina did it. Mm-hmm. Edmonton did it. They, they met each other in the Stanley Cup final <laughs> doing it. Uh, it's really rare. Nobody wants it to happen, mm-hmm. but if those are your options, then use it to your advantage. And they'll, they'll have a guy that they want to go mm-hmm. with. Bruce Boudreaux was, was famous. Whoever he started in game one, you knew the other guy was playing game two. He just had that that short hook. Yeah. Okay. And that that I'm not saying that that's going to happen, but you can go in with some indecision, and it keeps everybody going. So you think when all said and done, Jonathan Quick will play more games than any other guy down the stretch? Yes. Okay. But by the smallest, smallest of margins. margins. Yeah. Five, four, three. Well, you and I agree on the games. 
Mm. Just not the configuration just, just not the of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, but it's, it's a really interesting conversation. Yeah. No, it is. With 12 games to go mm-hmm. and three guys, like the, 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 the math kind of works out where you can see it being balanced, mm-hmm. but you can also see, in listening to, to Bruce Cassidy, somebody carrying more of the, the weight. And mm-hmm. if they have to win, like how many games do you think they have to win to lock mm-hmm. up first place? I, uh, man, I'm going to go... I'm gonna go eight. I know you're at ten. I, I feel like eight makes. makes I don't sense think eight gets it done. I well, you've got head-to-head games against LA. You've got head-to-head games too against Edmonton. And you've but got, what if you what if you split those games in Edmonton and lose the game against LA? Win those games. I I'm listen. I if, if the Golden Knights are able to take care of business against the teams right behind them, eight's gonna do it. Mm-hmm. I I truly believe that. Now whether or not that happens, I don't know. But I, I feel like. You win eight games and you win the games against the teams directly below you. You've got two against, as I mentioned, two against Edmonton. You got two against Seattle. You've got one against LA. You take care of the, that business there. You're you're going to be fine. The difference is two between our two numbers. Yeah, and it feels like the Grand Canyon. It does. Chapman, how many games yeah, do you I think they have to win? I I don't think you're far off, Darren, because you look at the last ten between the three teams that we're talking about, and Vegas is eight and two. But LA is seven one and two, and Edmonton is seven three and zero. Oh. Yeah. I mean, the the and they've gained two points. They've got, they've gone eight and two, and they've only gained two points. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Obviously, you want to beat LA and you want to beat Edmonton twice. But if you if you if you win three games, if you win those three I just, games, I don't believe all three of those teams are going to run that hot. I, I, well, I just I, don't see I, it. Happening. I don't think they're not. LA's been as good as Vegas. Since they've the been consistent, break, I, and Vegas yeah. has been. Outworldly. I I agree with you. I just I don't I don't expect that Los Angeles is going to win every single night. I don't think they're going to go twelve and zero. But you can't you can't discount. Games. No, I'm not I'm not discounting it. I don't believe they're going to. That's my point. And Edmonton is just getting better. Well, I mean, sure. they, they are. Yeah, yeah. Like their goaltending was horrific before. Yeah, it seems like they've kind of gotten that figured out. So, ten out of twelve. That's. Difficult to ask. I'll split. Team to- I'll go nine. Yeah. Well, that's what Gary Lawless went with. Great minds think alike. I didn't. I think it's difficult to ask a team to win ten of its final twelve games and still be balancing a lot of what you have up in the air with goaltending, mm-hmm. and you're trying to get some bodies back in, and you also want to uh, manage the workload going into the playoffs. That's a lot to ask of a team. I just believe that that's what it's going to have to do. So, need twenty points. A lot of points. A lot of points. Yeah. It's it's not fair of me. And Rita will hold me accountable. Uh, we're going to come back. Uh, I want to get to that interview that uh, Dave and Shane did with Bruce Cass earlier today on Nighttime. And we'll that. And we'll continue on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Maybe a two-on-one. Petrangelo gets it. He shoots. He scores. It's time for one-timers. One-timers. Short-handed goal. Alex Petrangelo. Quick looks at some of the biggest stories of the day on the VGK Insiders Show. Bruce Cassidy coming up in just a little bit, but uh, you've got an update on a former Vegas goaltender from the crazy days of year one when they went through the rotating crease. Yeah, I, I do. Um... The Pittsburgh Penguins are playing the Ottawa Senators right now in a game they absolutely have to win because at at present moment, the 
Florida Panthers are taking care of business. They're up 3-1 to one on the Detroit Red Wings. And if Florida wins and Pittsburgh loses, Florida will jump over the Pittsburgh Penguins and into a wild card spot. And, you know, you look at the, the Ottawa Senators. It's a team that has been downtrodden ever since they had to start playing meaningful games late in the season. But Dylan Ferguson is in net right now for the Ottawa Senators, and he is pitching a shutout through almost two full periods. There's four 25 left in the second. It's one nothing Ottawa as they are in front of the Pittsburgh Penguins. Just a little bit more to it. Pittsburgh has outshot Ottawa 30-13. to 13. Yeah. So Have a night, Dylan. Dylan's uh, enjoying things. On 14. to present day. Vegas Golden Knights, and they have 12 games left, uh, starting a Western Canadian road trip tomorrow against the Vancouver Canucks, much improved Vancouver Canucks, uh, under my buddy Rick Tockett. And Bruce Cassie, the head coach of the Vegas Golden Knights, stopped by Studio 31 today and joined Dave Gosher and Shane Knighty for an extended conversation. Here is that discussion. Just, I guess, first things first, Shane and I joked around at the start of the show, and we, we talked about it on TV yesterday, the difference in mood between a 7-2 win and a 7-2 loss. I'd be curious what it's like for the head coach, the change in mood between one game to the next. Well, the, those games are nice for everybody, right, especially at home. Hat-trick, um, you know, lots of good plays, offense. I didn't think either score was indicative of the game to me personally. Like, both Calgary deserved to win. We deserve to win, but not by five goals. So I look at it that way. Maybe it's just a little, I don't know what's the word I'm looking for, karma, or just yeah. comes around, goes around. So, But good to get one before we head out in the road. Um, points are tough this time of year. you got to make sure you keep getting yours. You know, check that box of playoffs, and we're getting closer and closer. We are just talking about your record. That finishes the East with Columbus. And uh, I don't know, if you, did you bring a book of secrets over from the East from coaching? Well, you get, you're there for six years, right? You should know something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got guys that have been in the West, but yeah, that now you've got the the West and all these meaningful games. I was saying, kind of like that as a player heading into the playoffs. You know, these are the games that you've got to be prepared and kind of sets you up for that type of playoff mentality. Yeah, I hope our guys take that to heart this week. That it's it's the beginning of a run. Um, teams are going to see so um, recent memory will, will will help both. You know. You know the, your opposition, knowing how you, how your the, the ability of your team to play and perform this time of year. So hopefully that's part of it as well. Uh, obviously, I need to educate myself better on these Western Conference opponents. Uh, you know, both Johnny Stevens and Craig are the coaching staff been here, the players. So, I mean, they'll get it. You know, they'll get it right. But for for me myself, I know personally, I have to do a deeper dive now this time of year uh, before you're trying to. I've said it all along. I think I've always been more focused on my own team. But now, you know, you got to be a little more opponent-specific as you get closer to, to, to April in the second season. Here. Down to the final 12 games, Bruce, the next five against Pacific Division teams. Um, you touched on it yesterday in the, your post-game uh, press conference, but maybe if you could um, give us maybe even a little bit more of an update. Yuri Patera now assigned to the Henderson Silver Knights. Where do things stand? We see Thompson on the ice. We see uh, Brossois on the ice. And, and who's maybe the closest to joining Jonathan Quick as a, as a tandem right now? Well, they're both cleared now. Um, to play now it's about getting reps and game speed and all that and um they're like i said i don't know who's going to start each game i know who's going to start tomorrow quickie's going in tomorrow because um we want to make sure they come out of this practice healthy but you know maybe as early as thursday we look at lt or lb and saturday we'll, we'll make that call as we get closer um 
but it's good to see there's been no residual effect from the injuries from practice. Will that be the case in the games? Well, we'll find out. So we got to find out next, right? And we got to get, <coughs> excuse me, we got to get them some work because we, you know, eventually we got to shore up sort of what our order is going to look like um, as we go forward here. But like I said, one day at a time. Let's get them through practice and obviously a game and and hopefully they come out of it okay what's it say bruce about your team that you know we talk about you you've used five different goalies this year but it's been five since the all-star break you know so we're talking what a month and a half or five weeks that you're tied for the most wins in the league since the break and you've had five different goalies you've had to use and they've all been good in and won games for you What's that say about your group in general to be able to overcome that at this point in the season? Well, I, I do believe it says something about the team in front of them and how they're playing. So that's a credit to the players that not getting rattled who's in nets. And it's a credit to the structure I think we've built in to allow the goalie to go in there and be comfortable. It's a credit to the individual going in. I think Sean Burke and Freddie Brathwaite have done a good job with our goaltenders, obviously, all year working with them. Um, so there's a lot of kudos to go around. Um but, yeah, I think you have to have a decent team. You're not going to be able to wheel that many guys in there and, and get wins. So, uh, like I said, I think it's just the, the 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 Golden Knights crest and guys representing it well no matter who's in nets and have done a good job. And some nights we've had to score some goals to, you know, support the goaltenders. Other nights it's block shots, kill a penalty, whatever you have to do to keep the puck out of the net, different ways to win. That's what's impressed me most about this team. We found different ways to win with, as you said, five different goaltenders. Well, not only goaltenders. And you coming in Golden Knights last year, a lot of the storyline was the injuries again this year. You've tested the depth of the organization. You did it up front. You've done it on D. Now you've done it at goal. But now you're even seeing a guy like Dorofiev, who scores again last night. And how is it for a young player? Like right now, maybe a little easy because his confidence is high because he's getting rewarded like that is it harder when he kind of comes in a slump to coach him through that is it easier now well i think we'll we will see that eventually because yeah. right now it's going well for him but i look at it, he's created a lot of his own opportunities yeah. by going to the blue paint and taking hits to make plays and cross checks and getting involved there yeah. so it's not like he's getting these wide open tap-ins yeah. that you know you, you know you might get lucky for a week or so and be the beneficiary of some great plays so He's gone to the blue paint. He's made some plays. Uh, he's complimented two really smart, cerebral, uh, hardworking players that play 200-foot games, so he's been a nice fit for them. You're not sure how that's going to work out. Uh, he's brought a little juice to them with, uh, you know, being a young guy. I think when young guys come in and play well, it excites everybody. He's a good kid. Seems Doesn't like say a much. smile on all the time. <laughs> you know, it is. It's it's nice to see that. Um, and I looked at Patera like that, too. He was yeah. a kid that was excited to be in there, lots of energy, and... Um, so I think that can give your team some juice this time of year. And as an organization, there's nothing better than seeing young guys push from underneath. Let you know that you want to see the growth, but also for the guys in the room realizing, uh oh, here's a guy <laughs> coming after my job. I mean, you, you know, you oh, live yeah. that life where it's you know you got to make sure you take care of business, and you're a little more focused when those younger guys are are, are doing good work. So that that's the part that excites me, and I'm sure they, you know, the. You know, management and you know, uh, player personnel. Everyone's uh, you know that all the work they put in to see uh, the benefits um, come through. I think is exciting for everyone, but specifically th- that area of the organization. You mentioned at the time, Bruce, when when Dorfiev came into the lineup on the road trip, uh, it was going to be for Keegan Colasar, and they had a conversation with Kelly McCrimmon about where's the best spot to put him. And and I wonder, you know, baseball sometimes a guy's a a uh, home run hitter in AAA, and they call him up to the majors, and they hit him ninth, and it doesn't seem to make a lot of sense. Did you take that into consideration? Dorfiev had 27 goals last year, and he's an offensive well, yes. skilled guy. I talked yeah. to Krim about that. I said I did not want to play him sort of with go on the road and 
like the checking role of maybe with Bluger and yeah. and and uh, who was playing with Howie then when Coley yeah. had, I think it was. So coming out of Carolina is like uh, we wanted to use him even before that to get a look at him because in and the end of the day now the teams we go into tampa we win we go into carolina we win so he probably i don't even know if he's going to play in st louis if, if cole doesn't so i was almost like well I, you know i gotta be i'm not that guy that won't change a lineup if we win i'm not superstitious if we have a guy needs to go in or whatnot but i did tell Krim we got to put him in a position to succeed because we don't know how much we're going to see him so he's gonna have to play a little bit up in the lineup with some some give and go hockey type of players and so that's how we landed on Carly and, and uh, Smitty, and so far it's worked out really well for him. But I've always believed that. That's probably my life in the minors gauche yeah, mentality yeah. that, you know, if I ever got called up and, you know, couldn't play to sort of my strength, I always thought, yeah. well, it's going to really work against me because I'm probably not here that long anyway. So yeah. I try to allow the players to do that when you can. You know, there's other guys from your lineup that work hard in the fourth line that also deserve a chance to move up. You don't want to take away from that either. But in this case, it just worked out because the pieces kind of fit. And I think our fourth line, they know how valuable they are, so they don't even consider themselves that. They, the, you know, they're going to get their minutes and their opportunity. I was going to ask that fourth line. You, you set kind of an identity for it, but you've multiple pieces. The, the original fourth line is out right now. Carrier, Wah, Colasar. But last night, it was another new look. You had Howden, Bluger, and Amadio. They started the game and had two grade-A chances and a bunch early. How, is, is that because of the identity you've set, or you just think everybody kind of buys into that well, role? I think, they, I think they buy in. I think they do. And Now, Bluger's done that his whole life, yeah. and I think Howie, that's one of his better spots. Yeah. I think if it, we put Howie up where Barbashev is right now, I don't know if he would have complimented that line as much as maybe where he, where he is down below. And that's and I could be wrong. I don't want to be disrespectful, yeah. but I just like the job he's done and being a north mentality, play behind them, put them on their heels yeah. kind of, and and uh, they've done that. And Ammo's a little bit different. He's moved all yeah. over the place. but And then there's a certain level of physicality that goes with that line and inside ice. And, and how he's shown some of that, right? He's gotten mm-hmm. a little, uh, you know, orner yeah. Is that a word? Ornery. You know, over from the start of the year, buying into that. He's watched yeah. how Will Colasar's or Will's uh, carriers played and Keegan Colasar. He says, yeah, I can bring a little bit of that. I can bring some grease to my game. So uh, credit to him for, for, you know, changing the way he plays a little yeah. bit, his mindset. And it's been real valuable for us. I can't say enough good things about what that line's done for us and try to help us get, get games going or get the, our game back on track. Jack Eichel with a hat trick yesterday, Bruce. You know, Shane was mentioning guys of Jack's caliber that hadn't scored in seven, seven. right? The importance for him to see the puck go in the net, the way, you know, and the way he scored, you know, some different ways last night. But could you speak to that of just what it means for a guy that has the talent and the skill set that he has? Yeah, I wouldn't have guessed that. That's funny because I, I thought he's played pretty well offensively mm-hmm. and made some plays and had the puck. So, um, good for him. I think those guys need that. Otherwise, it becomes a story, and then it's a story. And, and you know, then now you're in your own head a little bit, even though you could be doing really good things. The team's playing well, etc. So I thought he's really worked hard on his you know, face-offs for one, Jack. Yeah. has really stepped it up in that area. Um, so he's trying to, you know, round out his game. So, But, again, happy for him. And Phil. It's been yeah. a while for Phil, too, right? Yeah. Uh, I think he needed something good to happen. So probably good for, for both guys. Kind of spread it around last night. Is that good to kind of have – you said maybe it was a closer game, but for them to break out offensively here before heading on a tough road I trip. I think so. Uh, you know, guys – don't want to go too long. I mean, we went through it earlier in the year with a number of guys, right? It yeah. seems everyone's lived it on our team for a stretch, and 
and come out at the other side in better shape. That's the way I look at it. We're still a first-place team, and, you, and just because you had a, a tough three, two weeks or whatever, we, we're still fine. We're okay, and that's kind of the messaging. Help the team win, you know, if you're not scoring. Yeah. And I think Riley Smith went through it. Carly went yeah. through it. I see, like, to me, Carly's flying. He's, he's playing as fast as he's played all year. Yeah, uh, Marshy went through it right now. He's come out the other side okay. So there's a lot of different guys. Um, and, and as long as you keep winning and the rest of your teammates pick you up, that's always a good thing. And, and the power play, did you get a good sleep last night? Power oh, yeah. Play see, it wasn't that good. Huh? <laughs> we asked you him about the power play when it's we bad. Asked we asked him about it's good. Say, no, the power <laughs> play was right. It was effective. We made the plays that we talked about, getting closer to the yeah. net. Uh, you know, listen, if one group's ahead of the other, we'll go to that group. Yeah. Like, we're trying not to play favorites. You, you know, you know you need your top group to get their opportunities. But it's okay if the other group pushes them and you have 1A and 1B and – you know, maybe that's what we're setting ourselves up for. Are you at a point now in the season, Bruce, in the final 12 games that it, do you look day-to-day where you're at in the standings or do you not try to focus too much on that? Um, we don't bring it up internally with the players much. Um, more about pockets of where we are during the year and, as you said, divisional opponents. So that will be addressed when we get to Vancouver. Hey, this is we've got to start thinking about this now. Um, I look at it because, you know, I'm kind of thinking ahead a little bit. I've always believed there's – you got to accumulate. You can't have too many bad weeks, never mind months. You know, and our month in January wasn't great, so we had to make up some ground. We talked about playing winning hockey out of the break, and I think the guys have taken that to heart. So I do look at it, and I've looked at sort of now, okay, what are the magic numbers here a little bit? What do yeah. we need to be? Um, how many wins do we need sort of get in first? Some of these things. Yeah. and But it's all hypothetical, right, because you don't know how the other teams are going to play. And a little bit of that – uh, Gosh is probably because we're gonna acclimate some guys back into the lineup here. So there's a little bit of that, like what, at what risk, and and some of that's at the goaltending position. Um, so you you want to make sure that you're giving them the best chance, but you know still taking care of business. I just look at who's in ninth. You, you know, so now you've got a 15 point edge. How far would do you, you ever have to guess fall? it would be like now? Na- like na- like I'm looking one day Nashville. I'm like, yeah. are they even still in the race? I thought they yeah. traded all their players. They the did. Right there. Within and, striking distance. And then you look and see yeah. like they're still in it. So yeah. uh, I know Calgary. I know Calgary's been well talked about, and um, you know we haven't. We only saw Nashville really quick, so you know I didn't remember much about talking about playoffs then and many you know many's had a hell of a run. Yeah. Uh, Winnipeg's given everybody a chance with their play. Yeah, they, they they've kind of gone backwards. So. There's always good storylines yeah. within the division uh, and the conference, so um, we just got to keep taking care of business. Bruce, thanks for this very much. We yep. appreciate it as All always. Right, All right, Bruce Cassidy yep. joining us, Golden Knights head coach. Uh, the team heading out here shortly to Vancouver. Three-game swing, Canucks, Flames, and Oilers. That's the perfect out as uh, Shane Natty and Dave Gosher got a chance to hang out with Bruce Cassidy today on Nighttime at Noon, a Long, wide-ranging conversation. A lot of uh, our questions answered during that discussion. Yeah, um, I, I mean, I find the the idea of putting Pavel Dorfiev in a in a position to succeed, playing him uh, where he can best impact the lineup. Uh, that to me is is just the the sign of, of Bruce Cassidy wanting to get a look at a player that could be impactful um, and and putting him in the right spot. But also kept your fourth line really active. Sure, hundred percent stable and effective. Yeah. By moving Michael Amadio down. And by the way, 22 games above 500 with him in the lineup, 500 without him in the lineup. Mm-hmm. Which player am I talking about? Now, this is a player that's been out, and it's a forward. That's been out of the lineup? Mm-hmm. 
Brett Howden. Really? Wow. 22 games above 500 with him in the lineup, 500 without him. Now, that overlapped a lot with the defenseman. Sure. Yeah. And having to make do with uh, a lot of, of fluidity there. Mm-hmm. But that number really caught me by surprise. Yeah. I think we're seeing a really good uh, uh, elevation of his play physically and uh, creativity uh, out there. But when we continue, it is catching up with Chapman, and we have tickets to give away, Chapman. What game are said tickets for? Well, it's a big one because it's Edmonton on Tuesday, the 28th, so one week from tomorrow. That is the first game back after the three-game road trip and the second half of the home-and-home with the Edmonton Oilers. You want to go to that game? Be caller number eight right now, 702-876-1340. Caller number eight for Phil Kessel. Scored a power play goal yesterday. Call now. Catching up with Chapman's next. When the guy wouldn't stop talking, we had no choice but to give him his own segment. It's time for Catching Up with Chapman. Congratulations to Christian, who won the Mike Lee Minden Hockey Parlay Contest. Mike Lee Minden Jewelers. First winner, $1,100. $1,100 going to Christian. Took seventy grand out of our pockets, Chapman. Yeah, well, he had to do it the hard way. That two, math adds up. Two come-from-behind wins for for uh, for him. He had uh, the Winnipeg, who came back to win an overtime against Nashville. And they're scuffling. That was a brave pick. Yeah, yeah. And then um, the Lightning come back to, to defeat... Uh, Montreal. 77 grand out of our pockets. All gone. $132,000, Darren. Somehow that went up. I feel like I've legitimately lost that money we've been talking about it so much. I know. I was I was all set to buy back the Chapstang. Ooh, I feel so bad for you guys. It hurts. It was 11 weeks of that. So yeah. much sympathy going your way. The, I became to believe it. The good news is... Good job, Christian. Our listeners are going to have a chance to win more money, though. Right. We have five weeks left of the contest. Five weeks, so we, we could get up to $500. Go back to $100 this week. Start over. Yep. Wonder how much we can get back into it. I'd like 50 grand. We can't get 70 grand. I'll take 50. 